It's Marley and Robin, and we're back for another episode of the 810 Podcast. Yes, we're back. We're back. We're back. How y'all doing today? It's I don't know what day you're watching this, but... <laughs> we're back for episode five of Once Upon a Time. Sis, like, how are you feeling after this episode? Listen, I told you it takes me a few episodes you know, to get into it. To get into it, and this episode, I think, did it for me, especially mm. that closeout. Like the closeout. I no. mean, like major, major Easter egg at the end of that. Major Easter egg. So, um, yes, episode five, season one of Once Upon a Time. That still small voice is what the title was. And I mean, listen, that episode really um, gave us some background stories on a couple of characters. Yeah. But it just, I don't know, like, I feel like there's a lesson in every episode. And this one has some really big gems that were dropped as well. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I just think. Okay, we know Jiminy Cricket is a cricket, but his character in, like, the regular fairy tale is to be a conscience, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just think about my own conscience and and doing the right thing. And, you know, Jiminy is uh, tested in this episode multiple times, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We see when he's initially tested by his parents. And how, you know, they're beggars and stealers and they rip people off for a living. And that's how they they live uh, their life. And then we see that he's tested by Regina because Regina wants to ruin Henry's belief. Right? Yes. And so um, I think about what would I do? absolutely I mean what would you do it's all about right and wrong you know and um as we could tell from his relationship with his parents when we take a trip back to the enchanted forest in fairy tale world um he was easily influenced by his parents you know and I think that goes for a lot of people who have these parent dynamics we really don't want to go against the grain of what our parents expect us to do, right? Absolutely. So it's like, whatever they say oftentimes is Bible. It's mm-hmm. like, that's mm-hmm. that's that's what you're doing until you get to a point where you feel like you have what I consider like self-determination. Like, you got to be able to make decisions for yourself using your own mind, your own thoughts, your own actions. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily just going along with what somebody says just because they are this like authoritative figure in your life. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely think that, um, you know, we got to see Jiminy just going along with what his parents wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as he got older, he was like, I'm just not with this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got to We got to We got to do something else. Mm-hmm. We had to do something else. Do you remember the first time you made a conscious decision to go against someone 
who was doing something that you didn't want to do? Mm, that's a good question. And I can honestly say I can't read. I can't actually pinpoint um, a specific time. But what I will say is when I was in ninth grade high school, I was definitely a follower. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I was one of those people that, okay, we skip, we skip in school. All right, let's do it. You know? And then somewhere along the line, like, I was like, this is not, this is not me. This is not who I want to be. This is not what I want to do. And so, um, something that, you know, I didn't, this saying I didn't know now, this saying I actually, you know, learned fairly recently if you can't change the people around you, you have to change the people around you. Mm. So I had to literally uproot myself from the friends that I had, you know, most of them I had had from middle school um, who just were not doing the things that I felt like were going to make my future better. Um, And so I really do think that somewhere in that time period I can't pinpoint an exact time but I started to make the decision that I'm not skipping school with y'all I'm gonna focus I got goals I got things I want to do and I'd say things worked out pretty well in that regard so (laughs) I I I feel you sis um because I asked you that deep question I might as well go ahead and answer myself oh yeah Um, you can't just ask me that and then (laughs) think you're not gonna answer it I'm not getting off the hook you are not off the hook at all. <laughs> um, you know, I I've been sitting here trying to think like, dang, when was when was the first time that I um went against the grain? And like you, I can't pinpoint um a, a certain time, but what I will say is um, you know, I, I didn't have um, the traditional upbringing, right? Um, I went to a predominantly white school. I was one of the only black people in my class um, for most of my 12 years of, of school. And like, I feel like those decisions came early on because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because um, I, I felt like I was, I was trying to fit in, but didn't feel like I was fitting in. Um, and at some point I was just like, nah, like I'm, I'm on my own. Like I'm doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the people who wanted to follow, followed. Um, but it was just like, you just, I feel like I relate a lot to Jiminy. Like there's something that you just don't feel right on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. And like, until you change your actions, it's going to bug you. And mm-hmm. I think that I have been one of those people like since an early age. I feel like that is a part of the my makeup as a person is that like my conscious weighs on me heavily. heavily. I could, I could see that. I definitely could see that. Yeah. So, you know, in these dynamics, we flash forward to um, Jiminy, you know, refusing to make an unethical decision as it relates to his business um, as, as a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, what have you. Um, and, you know, this story kind of followed around, you know, Jiminy Cricket, but there were also 
some other dynamics that we really need to talk about. Yeah. Um, that happened in this in this storyline in this episode. One being, which I know stood out to you. Yeah. Was uh Emma. Yeah. And maybe this was her conscience. Yeah. So yeah. talk about that, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um while we were watching, I, I told Rob we gotta pause. We gotta hold the phone because I noticed this for the first time watching this back, right? So we're in episode five and, um, you know, up until now, Emma and Regina have been battling when it comes to Henry, right? And um, Emma, since the the first day was, I just want to make sure he's safe. I just want to make sure you love him. Right. Like that was, that was her initial reaction when taking him back to Storybrooke. And in this episode, when Henry, okay, so let's catch them up too, right? Henry just got trapped in the mine because Jiminy told him, um, like, no, these stories aren't real. And this is because of Regina, obviously. Regina told him, like, you need to break his belief system. So Henry's belief system is broken. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to prove it to all of you. Like, I'm right, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, Emma goes to find Henry um, and she has now become a deputy sheriff in the town because uh, what's his name? Uh, the sheriff, the real sheriff. Um, you know, I'm bad with names. Child. The huntsman. <laughs> yeah, whatever his name is. Um, Regina's boo. Mm-hmm. Her, her little side boo um, he has hired her and did not clear it with Madam Mayor okay <laughs> she is not good okay um, so uh, they are battling the Sheriff Graham Sheriff Graham that's his name uh, They, Regina and Emma are battling to see who is going to go and get Henry down from uh, the mine shaft and uh, Regina says something to the effect of, well, he's my son, so I'm going. And this is the first time that Emma Pivotal. says. Pivotal. First off, she paused. And I want to, like, just hold the phone, too, because, you know, a pause can just be so monumental. And for me, that's how it was. It was the pause. And she said, well, he's my son, too. Mm. And but, I was like, woo! But I, listen. popped out through the screen. But he listen. She was like, oh, I'm his mama. Period. But listen, so this episode was called that's, what is that? That still voice, that small voice or yeah, yeah. something of that, something to that effect. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, that pause uh-huh. Could have been a little voice telling her, girl, don't back down. Like, Ain't that's your it. child, too. Right. Like, Absolutely. that could have been the still voice, the little small voice that she heard. Yeah. That, you know, that little pause that was like, girl, if you don't speak up. Right. Because he's just as much your son as he is hers. Right. Mm. Deep. Listen. Deep. Listen. Okay, so we got, I mean, we got to, we got to talk about the end of this thing, right? Cause... Hold on, before we get to the end of it, we got to continue on this little still small voice, this little small voice, because 
um, if we bounce back over okay. to Prince Charming and Snow White, or Ooh, AKA Mary Margaret and David, make Mary Margaret and David. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what the vibes is that they picked up on in Storybrooke, but they starting to realize that it's something there. And that's a, that's the, that's the still small, the small voice, the still voice, Uh the little still small voice that's Uh whispering like, Hey, y'all know this ain't right. Right. Y'all know something ain't right with the sauce here. Right. Right. And and David is faking his remembrance of things. Right. So up until now he's been in the coma. Mm-hmm. Right. So all of the 28 years this man was laying in a hospital and again, flash back to the Enchanted Forest. He was stabbed, putting Emma into the uh, into the wardrobe to mm-hmm. be brought to Storybrooke. Um, so that was the last thing that happened to him before the curse. So this entire time he's been in a coma and he's just now waking up. But technically, no time has gone by. No time. No time. But it, so, but one of the key things that he says here is everything feels off. Like none of this makes sense. He literally only- said, I feel like I woke up in a different world or in a different land. Yes, he said that. He did. Yeah. yeah. And he said the only thing that feels right is when I'm around you. I mean, talking he about Mary Margaret. He knows his woman. He know. He knows. Okay. So, they so, are yeah. right or dies. Yes. So this woman who's walked in saying that she's his wife, he is Cat. not falling for it. He's he like, it. nah, this ain't this ain't, this ain't it. Can't yep. be is what he's saying in his mind because you know why? That little still voice. Yep. Some telling him that it ain't right, you know. Even a curse cannot stop them from loving each other. That's powerful. That is powerful, child. That is so powerful. Woo, that's the word. So, so you know, the episode was crazy, but I think the craziest part was that last scene. And mm-hmm. the reason why it was crazy is because we see Regina pick something up in the in in the episode. Mm-hmm. Looks like a piece of glass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she immediately puts it in her pocket. Yeah. Henry, you know, being the curious kid he is, he's like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Never never finds out what it is. Mm-hmm. But that last scene before the episode goes blank, before we get that end, end sequence music, mm-hmm. we see Regina drop that piece of glass and it's like one of the biggest Easter eggs so far. Yeah. And this, you know, up to up until this point, Talk about it, sis. I mean, are we are we spilling and saying what it is and who it is? Because I guarantee you that doesn't come for another like 15 episodes. I mean, listen, we know what it is. We know if, what it is. If you watch that episode and you've watched from episode one through five, you know what that gla- what was down there when she threw that piece of glass in the, into the mine shaft. And I just want to know how did that end up so close to Storybrooke. Wait, I'm confused. Do you know what it is? Or do you not know what it is? It was Cinderella's 
I mean, not Cinderella. Snow White's casket. Was it? Or was what? it something else? Now, it close. It does closely resemble it, right? Because that's the very first scene of 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 the uh, series, right? Yes. And so, while it might be that Snow White isn't in there, we know that Snow White. We isn't know there. she's not in there, but it definitely looked like her casket to me. It did, but that's not what it is or who it is. Okay. Well, y'all just gonna have to stay tuned. I guess I'm gonna learn when y'all learn because <laughs> I just forgot, child. I you it's forgot. been a minute. You know, Marley didn't seen this show 15 oh times. I'm only watching it for the second time, so we're gonna learn together, y'all. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it then because that's I mean y'all let us know. Let us know in Listen. the comments what you think it is. Or if you know, just put the Easter egg emoji. Put, put the Easter egg emoji. emoji. Let us know. Um, let <laughs> me know. And you can DM me directly, and I won't tell Marley that I found out what it was. But like, I what, really don't listen. remember what that thing was. It looked like the, it looked like uh, Snow White's cat uh, casket to me. It does look. But like, I will say that I will say that it does closely resemble that. But that's not what it is. Okay. Well. I guess we just gonna have to stay tuned for the next episodes I guess to figure it, I out guess what so. it is, y'all. I guess so. I guess we're gonna keep on trucking. We're gonna keep on trucking. Oh, okay. Well, episode six is next. And, yes, yes, um, yes, yes. That is the shepherd. So that is that's all about Charming's origin story. So I'm, yes. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited that I I love the way that they structured season one right like season one tells us a little bit about everyone's backstory so that we can really understand what's going on right and so um uh i just love going through each of these and seeing all of the different uh you know workings of that writer's room i'm trying to tell you listen i'm telling the the character development i mean even a one. I mean, even from just for these first few episodes, the character development. But let me tell you, if you plan on sticking with us throughout all seven seasons, I can guarantee you that the characters that you know now and the characters that you are getting to know, getting to love, getting to hate, your perception of them will change so many times. Yeah. Over the course of these seven seasons. So y'all just gonna have to stay tuned to the 810 podcast as we continue to rock with this thing and get into the next few episodes, seasons, all the meat and potatoes that are to come. Yeah. I mean, by the end, it's definitely giving mind blown emoji. Mind blown. You know, right now I would describe this as like just the beginning. It's just the beginning. It's not even. It's not even like we haven't even put the icing on the cake yet. I feel like the cake we is made just the like, cake. We, we haven't made, made the cake. cake. You know how they say like this is like the tip of the iceberg. This is not even that. Like no. this is just like if it was a cake, they've only just put the flour in the bowl. Ooh, they ain't even mixed the yeses. Yes, it hasn't even been mixed yet. because you know we love a cake. We love a cake. Hmm. All right, (laughs) y'all. All right, we'll see y'all on the next episode.
stay tuned for the 810 podcast.